0: Welcome to the Finding Nemo podcast. It's your host, Nemo. Today on the show, I brought in a guy who serves his communi- community and family with humility by serving the Lord's Chicken, also known as Chick fil A. Some of you know I have a pretty bad addiction to Chick fil A. Like, I go there at least five times a week or more on a good week. Yeah. And every time I walk into the doors of that heavenly place, I see three smiles. First, the one of Stedman Valentine, making a beautiful frosted coffee. Then I look over at the drive-thru and I see Jonathan Posey and his goofy smile always saying some comment about the way I look or what I'm doing that day. And then finally, but not least, I see the huge smile of Jake McDonald refreshing a customer's sweet tea with light ice. And today, I'm not at Chick-fil-A, but I do have Jake McDonald's smile here on the podcast, so please welcome Jake McDonald. Do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, Nemo, thanks for having me. Uh, obviously, you can see
1: my smile now. Yeah, I think I need yeah. to have some conversation with some uh, some of my team because they're not wearing their masks if you yeah. can see their smile. I no. can see it through your guys' eyes. No. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, it's an honor to be here. I know that uh, when you said that you were originally going to do a podcast, I, I hit you up and said, bro, I'd love to love to get that time. So uh, It's fun to be here and uh, fun to share some of my story with you and um for you to um yeah continue to learn about yourself and
0: uh excited so i'm excited for this episode it's awesome you're a goofy guy so i'm excited to see what you have yeah so i i have a question for you to start real quick so
1: um you being a huge chick-fil-a fan i gotta know were you a chick-fil-a red status member on the app before or after the accident
0: before, I was, I was red. You were red. I was okay. red. So have you reached the elite status now,
1: the, the tier higher than that? Yep,
0: I'm the top one. I'm, I'm the signature. Set. Okay,
1: the signature? Yeah, yeah, i put in a lot of work. Ah, you have, man. One thing that you'll have to do, too, that I've noticed, so anytime you place a mobile order, your name is still popping up as Nehemiah Thompson. I think we need to go into that app and hit it at Nemo T, so we all know about Nemo instead of Nehemiah. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I need to. I, to I didn't even
0: realize I was still like
1: that. He still pops up his Okay, I gotta, I gotta change push. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah. change no, that for sure. That'd be fun. So, no, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and to dig in. So, yeah,
0: you ready to get started? We're ready. All right. So let's. I just want to start the episode off with like your testimony and like yeah. God's work in your life and like how you got to be where you're at right now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: No, so I, I grew up uh, in
1: Kansas City area, uh, Prairie Village. Um, grew up my dad's a pastor. Um, so grew up within the church. Um, and that was just always kind of uh, the expectation. Family was at church every Sunday and was involved in youth groups. and um, But never really had a faith of my own um, up until sophomore year um, of high school. Um, I got to go. Uh, I, I got involved with K-Life in Kansas City my freshman year of high school um, and just had some awesome dudes pouring to me. Uh, My small group leader that year, he personally raised the funds for me to go to camp uh, because it wasn't something, growing up pastor's kid, um, you can kind of relate a little bit. Money's typically tight. Um, So Cannecuck was never something that I necessarily uh, had the means to afford uh, growing up. Uh, So he, that small group leader, um, raised funds personally from his friends and family uh, to send me to camp for a summer. Awesome. Um so right after my freshman year of high school uh, I went to K2 for 2 weeks uh third term I think it was and obviously just had the time of my life as you can attest um so cool um met a bunch of awesome dudes um got got plugged in with them kept in touch with them um to where we set up to to go to camp the second summer right um so I went again the next summer um through a scholarship and I actually ended up getting to go uh for a month. This is the year after my sophomore year of high school. Um and uh yeah, I think it was just super eye-opening for me um that my faith wasn't just the faith of my family, wasn't the faith of my parents wasn't going to church every Sunday, um being involved in the youth group, but really started to understand who Jesus was and what he did for me and um why um his sacrifice on the cross um directly impacted me and what that did for me, and it wasn't just like a going through the motions um type deal um at that same time um was when uh Adam Donier um was getting uh linkier going okay. um so I always remember Donye having like the little linkier tents at closing ceremonies and stuff, and I always thought oh, that'd be something real real cool. Um, and backtrack, by the way, um, that that summer um, was when I accepted Christ okay. um, as my. So I did the, the I camp. rang I rang the bell at okay. camp after cross talk and everything. And um, obviously, I've had my ups and downs um, since then. Uh, obviously, haven't lived the most perfect um, Christian life um, after that. Uh, I'm still a work in progress and have had my shortcomings. But um, that's when I came to to truly know Jesus as. As my savior and and uh you know went like i said went from my family's faith to my own faith um so anyways um fast forward back to uh hearing and knowing about link year. um after that summer uh life just kind of totally changed for me uh freshman sophomore year were were kind of dark times for me i didn't really have a friend group even though i was involved with k-life i uh, didn't really have friends outside of k-life um our junior year of high school um, we got a new k-life leader uh, his name is Thomas Cole, um, and he is a former Arkansas uh, graduate, um, and he just changed my life. He um, totally turned Kansas City K-Life around. We used to have like 30 kids come to club, and by my senior year of high school, we were having 100-plus kids come That's to club, um, kids from not just only my high school, but other high schools in the area. And that's when I really got plugged in and found true community, true uh, friends. We had Thomas started a Bible study with us. Um, it was me and eight other dudes. Um, and I'm still in a group text, uh, to this day with those eight other dudes, all of us, except for one of us, um, are married and neither have kids now. Um, we still play in the same fantasy football league. That's I mean, we, we get together once a year. So these are my closest friends in the whole world. Um, so it's super cool, um, to see the impact that, that K life had, um, on me through those relationships um so the plan after high school um was to go to University of Arkansas because that's where Thomas went he kind of recruited us all to go U of A and uh seven of them went to U of or six of them went to U of A one of them went to K-State and I ended up going to Linkier um I uh you know, just after uh, thought and and prayer, I I had struggles um, with some things in high school, even though I was super plugged in with K-Life and everything. um, Drinking was something that still um, was a struggle for me Um, and just always kind of being the curious one and wanting to test boundaries um, and slipped up and fell a few times in high school, um, going to some parties and and making uh, bad choices. And so knowing that I had a solid foundation I knew it was not my best interest to go to college um, and go with the rest of them because I knew it would be too much of a temptation for me um, so that's ultimately what led to my decision uh, to do Link Year knowing that it would equip me um, and help me just build an even more solid foundation to then go to the University of Arkansas the year after that and join up with my buddies and, and do the whole college thing And um, but a uh, uh, a solid foundational college thing right not going yeah. out and partying but still getting the college experience right um so did link Year. um one of the best years of my life uh, met so many awesome friends got to do uh got to go to ireland for a month um got to do that whole thing so uh, link Year was incredible for me um and still the plan was to to go to arkansas the year after that um i'll backtrack too so when i was in high school um my chick-fil-a story um, I, I got a job at our Chick Fil A on 85th Ward Parkway in Kansas City because uh, I needed gas money. Never thought anything of it. Uh, I knew Chick Fil A people loved it, and you get free food, yeah. and it's like I love Chick Fil A, I love free food. You know, it probably wasn't good for me after football season, and not working out anymore. And I'd go for, I'd skip my first hour seminar, and I'd go get Chick Fil A breakfast, and then we had open lunch our senior year, and so I'd go get Chick Fil A for lunch because I got a 50% discount, and then I worked that night, and so I got dinner. So um no but uh um started working at Chick-fil-A the last part of my senior year of high school um and just fell in love with the brand fell in love with the company and that's all um largely in in part to the general manager of our store at that time his name was Drew Severns and he really took me under his wing um and really poured into me really invested into me um and just um developed me as a leader and really opened my eyes to saying like man, this would be such a cool thing to make a career out of. Like one day I want to own my own Chick-fil-A. I think that'd be the coolest thing. Um, so the last two months of me being at Linkier, the Chick-fil-A here in Branson opened up. And I had known it was being built. And um, I had reached out to Kevin, who's the operator. Um, shoot, it would have been like in December. And Chick-fil-A was supposed to open up here in Branson in March. And I sent him an email and just said, hey, uh, you know, I, I've got like a year of Chick-fil-A experience under my belt. Um, would love to come aboard your team for a couple months while I'm finishing out my time at Link here, Would like to make some money while I'm at Link Year. Uh, you know, I could be of, of value to your team having Chick-fil-A experience and background and would be here for two months. And then I'm going to Arkansas after that to go to college. brought me aboard. I was there for for day one. Uh, It was funny. We opened up March 5th of 2015. um, And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Chick-fil-A First 100. Uh, We don't really do it anymore. So the Chick-fil-A First 100, it was a really, really big deal. You'd have people that would travel all across the country to go to these things. Um, But what it was, was on Chick-fil-A grand openings, uh, the first 100 people would get free Chick-fil-A for a year. So it was 52 free number one meals.
0: That's crazy.
1: People would come in from all, they'd camp out and Chick-fil-A would, and ended up Chick-fil-A turned it into like a big fun event where they would bring people inside to try menu items and do fun, interactive things and karaoke and whatever it may be. And so, um, but that year, um, we had a massive blizzard come through Branson. And so you had people literally camped out in the parking lot in tents in this blizzard, to be the first 100 to win free Chick-fil-A for a year. So that just shows, again, you know, how much people love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, so I, I worked that day, March 5th, 2015. Um, worked during my my two last months of of being at Linkier. And and um, a couple of the other managers came up to me and said, you know, Jake, we love having you around. Like, what would it take for you? Um, I was already planning on going back to Kansas City that summer and being home with my family and working at the Chick-fil-A in Kansas City and I was like Jake what would it what would it take for you to to pass up college and come work for us starting back in the fall in a in a higher level leadership position um so after some thought and prayer and talking with my family and um knowing that Chick-fil-A was something that I wanted to do a long time knowing how much I didn't like really going to classes and didn't like school um and knowing that the real world experience that I could get um in doing that I decided to move back to Branson um, and pursue Chick-fil-A long term um, when I came back that first year I ended up working for Link Year their, 2 doing their protege internship and um, worked with a couple of dudes uh, Jack Harvey, Sean Polk and Jordan Grant I'm sure you know Jordan especially yeah. he's the, the coach at, at Link Hoops now um, so that was like one of the best years of my life working at Chick-fil-A full time and then serving Link Year um, and kicking it with those dudes all the time and just being in like awesome solid fellowship and community with them um, and then after that, uh, ended up getting a place down here on my own and, uh, have done the Chick-fil-A thing ever since. So, um, it's been real cool to see, uh, how the Lord has, um, taken what I thought was my path and thrown a curveball into it and said, now you're going to do this Chick-fil-A thing instead of going to Arkansas. And, and there's times and I always feel like, oh, I missed out on that college experience with my buddies. And, um, but at the same time too, like... I met my wife through Chick-fil-A. We've got two beautiful kids now. Um, You know, looking back, it's like, God, you're so good. Like, I would have never in my wildest dreams have thought that this is where, like, I would set down roots um, and be involved in community um, and have met my wife and have kids. We just celebrated our third wedding anniversary this last weekend, and um, it's just been so cool to see how how God has used Kanakuk, uh, through Linkier and then Chick Fil A to really write my story has just been has been a blast. So,
0: I appreciate you sharing yeah, that and course. like crazy how the Lord does that. Like you think you have a plan and then He's yeah, like, nope. See, exactly. like no. I got a different plan for you and it's yeah, better. Exactly. And like you just have to keep that in mind. And like recently, He's been teaching me that is like His plan is needs to be my plan, not my plan yeah. be His plan. Exactly. And so like. Just hearing that story really encourages me. Yeah, that's awesome. And like a follow up question to that, like with your leadership role as Chick fil A manager, uh-huh. you have a platform there, and like, how do you use that? Because we're and the Bible tells us we need to use our platforms for His name. Like, yeah. what are like some stories you have from like where you just like share the love of Jesus through Chick fil A? Because like Chick fil A is yeah. a ministry.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that yeah, I think that that's one thing that I always go back to is like you don't have to be in ministry to have a ministry. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you said it perfectly like Chick-fil-A is my ministry. And, and I think ultimately, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, not everybody works that works for us is a young evangelical homeschool, <laughs> you know, uh, that grew up in the church. Like there's a lot of broken people that walk through our doors. Um, and so it's such a cool opportunity, um, knowing that, that I know Christ, um, Ultimately, just to be able to share that um, through actions and through how I treat people, um, I think that that's the biggest thing um, in in how I lead them and how I how I set an example that's a Christ-like example for them um, through actions and and way that I interact with others. um, I think is my biggest ministry, and I I don't have any like cool, mind-blowing like I led this person to Christ wrapping chicken sandwiches. but there's so many conversations, um, that lead to, um, uh, fruit, um, where people spark a light and, um, you know, invited people to church and gotten people plugged in. You know, I couldn't tell you the amount of kids that, um, have worked for us. And, um, even though I'm out of the K-Life game now, you know, I know that, uh, there's plenty of kids that I know that have started going to K-Life because they knew that I did K-Life in Kansas city and, um that their lives have been changed through K life and um you know whatever it may be i just i just hope that i can be a light um in somebody's day you know i think that that's the biggest thing is um people can see by the way that i treat them and that i interact with them that there's something different about me um and, and so yeah
0: yeah that's like the best ministry you can do is just like walking in people's lives and just showing them that yeah. you're different because you have Christ and not just like it's like the saying like you can talk the talk but no one's gonna listen to you until you walk the walk exactly. and so like even just walking to Chick-fil-A and seeing you just like helping people like and as a leader like instead of just sitting back and making all the people under you like do all the jobs yeah. and like emptying out the trash can it's just like little things like that yeah, sure. and you're doing it like yeah that's like Yeah, I think
1: that's my biggest thing is like a leader is to lead by example, right? You don't want to work for somebody that is just sitting back in a chair right and telling you, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do that?" like I'm going to do those things because I'm going to be busy with other stuff, but at the same time too, if I have the opportunity to do those things as well, you'll see me bread and chicken, you'll see taking out the trash. And I think that that's one thing that that Kevin our operator and why um I'm so passionate about working for him is because he leads by example so well and strive to do that. Um, you know, it's cool, uh, within the Chick-fil-A world, you know, your title, isn't just owner, uh, your title is owner operator. Um, and I think that's such a cool because operator you're in operations, you're, you're operating that restaurant. You're the one doing the dirty work at times. You'll see Kevin taking out the trash. You'll see him in the back wrapping chicken biscuits yeah. in the morning, you know? Um, getting his hands dirty and and busting his butt to to help serve along our team. So, um it's not something where he just sits back and lets everybody else do the work and he reaps the benefits, you know. So, um yeah, for me I kind of want to want to do that same thing is you know, not only am I going to lead people, but
0: I'm going to lead alongside you, right? Um so yeah, that's huge and like once you realize that it takes you to another level as a leader. Yeah. And you do an excellent job. And I don't even work for you, or remember working for you. Hey, you could. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. I don't know if any of you listeners out there know, but Nemo used to work for us at, at Chick Fil A pre-accident. So, uh, I, when you first um, started coming into the restaurant after your accident, I'd give you a hard time and say, "Hey, you know that you just used to clean the toilets for us, or all you used to <laughs> do for us is hold the door open because that's about all you were good at." But no, uh, you were a stud, and Titus worked for us as well. I don't know if any of your older sisters or cole, cole your yeah he worked back. Yep, i remember cole worked in the back so there's some uh some thompson blood that have uh poured their blood sweat and tears into into slinging chicken so it's fun yeah
0: who knows i may be back there next year or this year let's go let's we'll get see. it hey we'll see. We'd be glad to have you uh so like to get a little away from chick-fil-a even though it's like my favorite thing <laughs> so it's hard not to talk about it um what is like a been like the biggest impact on your spiritual life? Like it could be a person or just like Linkier or yeah. your K-life. Yeah, I think the biggest thing um
1: in my walk um is having a mentor, having somebody that you're that's discipling you. Um that was always something that that was preached huge at, huge at Linkier. Um was huge for me um through Thomas Cole through K-life. He was somebody that poured so much time and energy into me and in my walk. Um you know, after, after high school being at Link Year, was Garvin Hoy, uh, who was my mentor, um, while I was at Link Year, um, after Link Year, uh, or after being a student at Link Year, uh, Brian Wang poured a lot into me, um, when I was working there, uh, along with a guy named David Law, um, and then, um, recently has been a, a dude named Kevin Harrison, I don't know if you know Kevin at all, um, th- this poured into me, so just, setting yourself up to have somebody that's wiser um in their walk with the lord um to be able to pour into you i think is huge um in your walk um and i think it's a necessity for us as believers um to have that to have somebody that you're being with whether it be weekly or bi-weekly um that you're just able to to decompress with to to talk with to to study alongside something that's much wiser and um, has such good sound advice um i think is is so important
0: yeah that's 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 a lot of big facts like yeah mentors are huge I'm sure you're getting that a little bit with Grant yeah grant like even just talking to him like when you hold stuff in it just like so it gets yeah, you depressed for sure and so some
1: level of accountability too, right you know somebody that you can be accountable in life with um, that'll hold you to a high standard. Uh, is so important because um, I know that in the times when I haven't sought out that intentional time of meeting with a mentor um, or seeking out somebody that's going to hold me to a high standard, that's when I I see myself slip and fall into sin and um, feel more distant from the Lord. Um, so that's that's huge advice is is going out and finding somebody that that you can meet with. Like I said, whether it be weekly, biweekly, whatever. But that's pouring into you um, and then two uh, we're called to make disciples so to find somebody that you can be discipling as well um, so
0: yeah mentors are huge and if you don't have one like I encourage you strongly to have one For sure or find one because it's super important in your spiritual walk okay so I lost all my memory as everybody knows yeah. so like this is kind of a fun question like what is one memory you hope you never lose like if you ran into a wall tomorrow and you're like, the one memory I hope I never forget, I get to keep on to that one. Like, what would that be?
1: I'll,
0: I'll say this just
1: because it's super fresh on my mind. Um, so my, I, I shared a little bit. My wife and I just celebrated uh, three years of marriage. Um, and we uh, took a getaway trip uh, for the weekend to Tulsa. And um, our favorite band, a band called Laney. I introduced you Great to them. You I did. don't know if you've listened to them much since then. Um, but uh so their music has been real instrumental throughout our Faith and I's relationship. So our first date, I took her uh to sushi and then we went and played mini golf, uh, picked up some Andy's frozen custard and then there's a uh beautiful lookout spot out by Buffalo Ridge. They actually have it all gated off now. Yeah, so you know yeah. the Springs course, you drive past it and yeah, on the yeah, left yeah. there's that little road that goes up that hill. Yeah it's like a, a trailhead. It's all like gated off now well it used to be you could just drive up that and it just was at the top of this hill it opened up and looked over the entire city of Branson it was like beautiful at night and I took her to that spot I had always known about it and always thought like oh if I ever start dating a girl like that's the, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna take spot. her to the spot and Faith so she was the first girl I ever dated first girl I've ever even kissed um, okay which that's, is that's... which is sweet something I like to hold on to my dad was the same way um, so um, I took her to that spot um, and played uh, Laney they had just released their new album um, and threw some music on the car and we just like got out of the car and literally just like danced and hung out under the stars looking over Branson like it was kind of romantic for a first date and we'd already been talking and, yeah. and we're super into each other so it wasn't like an awkward first date we were already like super into each other and kind of knew like oh this is going somewhere so it didn't feel super awkward so first date their music was playing in the car while we were dancing in the stars, right? Um, And we just, it was always something that was on and we just really bonded over. Um, And, you know, it's like an alternative lovey pop rock music. Uh, So it kind of gets you in like your feels in the first place. And uh, they have a song called I Love You So Bad, uh, abbreviated I-L-Y-S-B. And they have a slowed down version of it. Uh, And that was actually our, our first dance at our wedding together. So um, like all wraps around, yeah, okay. so that was pretty cool. And then ironically, so when we found out we were pregnant and found out that we were having a little girl, um, we were going through names and everything. And we liked the name Laney, Not spelled the same way necessarily as the band. Um, we we liked the name L-A-N-I-E. We thought it was a cute girl's name. and something that's not very common, right? We were actually up in Kansas City hanging out with my family. And my little brother goes, Oh, Laney, you should name her Laney and just spell it like the band, because you guys love the band so much. We're kind of like, it's actually kind of a fun yeah. idea. So I don't know, maybe we're hit. Maybe people think we're weird for spelling our daughter's name the same the same way I as as the sweet. band. But um, so coming full circle, um, so we celebrated our third wedding anniversary in Tulsa at their concert, and we just had the time of our life. Like it was so fun, about uh, just dancing and just it was, yeah seeing life full circle and in this last year has been like super crazy and difficult for us with, um, going through the process of, of purchasing a home and having a couple homes fall through on us. And, um, you know, kind of had some, had some scares with the uh, pregnancy of our, of our second kid. And so this last year has been difficult. So it was like fun to finally get away. Yeah. It was the first time faith and I had just been away. Just us two since true was born. True's our son. Um, he's six months old now it was the first time we had just gotten away. Just the two of us. And we just had like the time of our life at this concert. So that's something that I'll never forget. Never want to forget. Um, I'll say this too, cause I know that in, in your past life, if you will, you were a Kansas basketball fan. Yeah. There is nothing in the entire uh-huh. world, like a game at Allen Fieldhouse. house. So much so that I actually just purchased four tickets for myself and my brothers to go to a game (laughs) right before I came here. I was on the on the laptop finishing up stuff at work, and I was like, "Uh, "It is uh, against Oklahoma State." in February. They're like thirty bucks a tick. Yeah, that'll be a good game. So, um, yeah, I was like, "Man, I haven't been to Allen Fieldhouse in like four years. I need to go." And Faith has never gone, so she's gonna go. She's gonna go go too. So, but there's there's nothing in the entire world like a game at a game at Allen Fieldhouse. So that's trying, definitely something. I'm that,
0: trying to relive that because I went 2016, 2019, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah, and we went to Baylor when KU was number oh, one. and yeah. Baylor's number two. Yeah, like crazy. Yes. And we were like ten rows up from the. That's awesome. That's like I'm kind of sad. I'm yeah, like lost that memory, but like I want to relive it. So. Dude, I, I still get goosebumps thinking about games at Allen, and it
1: doesn't matter. I mean, they played last night. And, they played some scrub, yeah, you know, like NAIA team or whatever it might be, but the, it's still so electric. And, or even Baylor. Baylor's a scrub team. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how hyped up the Baylor. They actually played Mizzou. So are you, are you familiar with the University of Missouri? Have yeah. you heard of the border war between Kansas and Missouri? So yeah. Missouri used to be in the Big 12, and uh, it was KU versus MU. It was the big rivalry every single year. Um, and it's just you absolutely hate each other. Well, when Mizzou went to go to the SEC – because uh, they thought it was greener pastures over there um, we know how well that worked out for them um, uh, that rivalry game just was not played anymore yeah. um, so this will be the first regular season game they've ever played against each other uh, since MU left in like 2010 I think was the last year they played when Thomas Robinson blocked Phil Pressy at the buzzer to win the game man that's something I won't ever forget That watching that game on TV but uh, yeah, Allen Fieldhouse is another one of those things that I'll never forget. So
0: those are those are sweet memories. Hopefully, hopefully, just avoid walls. Just a little advice: yeah. don't play basketball with walls near yes. you. Yes,
1: yes. Just go and watch and observe.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go just, play for
1: yourself anymore. Yeah. Just go watch. So yeah. now, any of those big sporting events, always for me, will be will be things uh, that all that I'll never forget. I was at the 2014. Uh, Royals wildcard game when they walked it off in the bottom of the 12th inning. Um, and that's something I'll never forget. And then the year after that was at the 2015 um, ALCS game two. And that's it just sports memories or something. Memories that are huge. For sure. I'm such a big sports guy. And so those sporting events, like, I never have any sort of hesitation paying money for things like that because, like, I would much rather pay for the experience and the – and the memory than paying for materialistic things. So, yeah. sports memories are a lot of things that really, really come to me. So, excited for you to kind of start
0: building that. You know, like I said, you need to get yourself an Allen Fieldhouse yeah, and hit a few games. I'm excited. It's the best. All right. So, Thanksgiving's coming up. Yeah. Even though in Branson, Christmas lights are already going Jeez, up. Jeez. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, so- we just
1: put all of our lights up at, at Chick fil A. We had a couple hiccups. We were supposed to be up and running November 1st. But we're doing like a big old, we're decking out the entire building. We've usually just done lights along okay. around the top of the building. But we like hired an outside company to come in and it's going to be like totally decked out. Like That's Christmas tough. vacation style. I'm excited. So, uh,
0: yes, anyway, not to interrupt. But. So, I haven't experienced Thanksgiving or Christmas that I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. like, this is like a whole, I kind of know Thanksgiving, like there's food and like the pilgrim's game. But like, what is your take on Thanksgiving? Like, what are some traditions you do? Yeah, so I grew up, um, both sets of my grandparents lived in Nebraska.
1: Um, So we typically went up to Nebraska, and my cousins would come into town. And we would do a couple days up in Nebraska with one set of grandparents, and then a couple days at the other grandparents' house. They were 45 minutes from each other. Um, And it was just always so much food. We'd just kind of like lay around. You didn't really eat in the mornings, and we'd do like an earlier, big old lunch, you know. Um. And, you know, turkey and stuffing is my all-time favorite Thanksgiving dish. It's, like, breadcrumbs. I don't even know. Most people just buy, like, the stovetop. It already comes, like, pre-made. All you do is add water, and it's still delicious. My grandma always made it homemade. I didn't ever pay attention to how much she, how she made it. That. It's, like, breadcrumbs with, like, seasoning, and I don't even know. That's one of my favorites. I'm not a big turkey guy, to be honest. If I eat the turkey, it's the dark meat part of the turkey. I don't really like the turkey breast. But... Uh, Sweet potato casserole. So, you take like sweet potatoes and mash it up. And what my grandma would do is she'd uh, melt marshmallows on the top of it and sprinkle it with pecans and brown sugar. And it's just like heavenly goodness. So, you eat all these like dishes that you don't ever eat any other time of the year. And it's just always like a ton of food. It's not like you're eating tons of cheeseburgers or Chick fil A. You know, you have your, your turkey and your gravy and your mashed potatoes and your green beans and all these classic Thanksgiving dishes. And you know, my grandparents had this big old table that fit 15 of us around it, and we'd all just sit there and nice. enjoy each other's presence and pig out, and then uh, we'd go watch football. My grandpa was a diehard Detroit Lions fan. And I think that they're one of the teams that always plays on Thanksgiving, so we'd always watch the the football games and just kind of hang out. and um, It's just always a fun time because I didn't get to see my grandparents a ton growing up, so it was all in Cousin's they lived up in Wisconsin so it was always just a fun time to be around family and have everybody together and um, just to be able to express gratitude for family and friends and you know I think that's ultimately what um, Thanksgiving is is to celebrate is uh, gratitude and thankful for everything that the Lord has blessed us with and for our family and friends and good health and um, it's just a fun time to to relax to not have to work right yeah, everybody gets thanksgiving, thanksgiving off yeah, at yeah. least we do i know not everybody does but um so it's just a fun time to eat good food and feel really really fat for the day and
0: i'm ex- I'm excited a is day. a passion it's just it's
1: just lazy and eating and yeah. there's not
0: much to it so i'm excited for it so i'll have to keep you guys updated on what i think of thanksgiving <laughs> halloween was kind of whack like
1: oh yeah
0: it kind of got skipped and like it's kind of weird some people celebrate some people don't so yeah. and it's just a weird concept of going to people's houses and like knocking on random strangers doors and asking yeah. for candy You're like i don't know so about this. this my
1: younger brother he was born on halloween so okay. he would always go
0: around and say
1: today's my birthday and he'd always get extra so we always we always would envy him for having twice as much candy as the rest of us so. yeah that's fun so no halloween's a i've never been huge on halloween um it's fun for the candy. I'm not a big, like, candy, like, sweets guy like that, honestly. I like ice cream. But ice creams, not, like Ice cream. Right brownies. Right brownies. And I like, like, sour candy. I don't like chocolate bars yeah. and that sort of stuff. I don't have much of a sweet tooth like
0: that. I can eat a little bit of candy, but, like,
1: not not a ton What's time. What's your favorite that you've discovered?
0: Probably peanut M&M's. Oh, yeah?
1: Have you tried the peanut butter ones? No. Oh, I missed one of those last night, actually, because I'm talking about not really liking candy. I stole some <laughs> out of my little girls. I was... Craving something sweet,
0: so I stole some of her peanut M M&M. and M, peanut butter M M&M. and M. So yeah. pretty good. M and M's in just kind of good. Yeah. All right. So the last question I always ask people this, and Joe White kind of had a <laughs> good answer, a deep answer. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna top it, but how do boats float? Answer it how you want. Feel free to mess with me.
1: We'll just we'll just keep it real simple and just say you got to have faith. Right, there's there's lots of things that that are out there that we might not know the answers to, might not be able to like totally see, yeah. but like we have we got to have faith. No, but um, yeah, I think the the scientific answer is is buoyancy, right? They're they're created, and I forget who was sharing about the angles and how they sit in the water, but at the same time too, not all boats, like, not all boats are yeah, angled like that. Thinking, I like, so I don't I don't know, man. I guess that's something like and obviously your situation is totally different but when you grow up and that's like all that you've ever known right yeah. and it's just like oh it works like that because <laughs> that's how it works like that's just all i've ever known you gotta have faith right like oh it floats because that's just how it is obviously there's scientific engineering behind it all with buoyancy and how it displaces water i guess and the air that's in the boats and I mean, it is kind of crazy to think it's, it's more realistic to think of like smaller boats being able to float. Like you think think of like cruise ships and stuff like that. It is kind of like like
0: a battleship with like all the armor and exactly.
1: Yeah. Like these 25 billion ton ships that are out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just something that (laughs) you've like never really. Yeah. It's, it's fun to hear your perspective that that's something that you think about and like a question that you ask yourself because I, Like that's not a question that I've ever asked myself. Like, oh, how do boats float? Because it's just something you always grow up with. That's
0: just like the norm, you know. And like a little backstory to the question. So like, I was on Facetime with a friend, Uh and she was like, "I would love to see your like Google search history. Like, (laughs) that's what you're looking at." And I was like, "Not gonna lie. Like last night, I looked up how do boats float," and she just like started dying laughing. It's like, yeah, I'm so random. And so I was like. I'm going to ask that on the podcast, like, that's why awesome. not? So, yeah. it's a little backstory to that question.
1: Yeah, I guess you just got to have faith. That's, that's it. You yeah. just gotta. <laughs> that's
0: kind of where I'm at. I'm like, don't know who to believe, yeah, don't know yeah, what to yeah, do, like but I it said, floats. Yeah,
1: there's lots of things out there in this world that I guess when you just grow up around it and that's what you see every single day, you're just like, all right, that's what it is, yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. so, I think that'll wrap up episode nine. I just want to thank you for jumping on the podcast and you're a stud and a man who glorifies God like in all you do and I look up to you as a role model thank you and hopefully it's a dream to have your job at Chick-fil-a yeah so we'll see if that happens just because like the free food is a big one (laughs) like dude (laughs) it's it has to be it has to be nice nice
1: on your pocketbook but not nice to your (laughs) Chick-fil-a one account because you won't be getting the
0: points true but i don't know i think it's a fair trade <laughs> i think so too yeah all right is there anything you want to say before we go
1: i brought one thing one thing so we've been talking about what your favorite meal is at chick-fil-a and what you get to drink right yeah. what do you always get to drink
0: so at first i got sweet tea light ice okay. and then like dr pepper kind of taking over like dr pepper with light ice yeah I kind of just can't can't say no can't say no to Dr. Pepper so the other day I was giving Nemo a
1: hard time and asking if he's ever tried coke he'd never tried coke no. and that's like an American classic so what I brought with me here is a can of coke for you to try a sip okay. of live on the Finding Nemo podcast, if you're willing, I, I will do it. Okay, as, as long then, as it's not poisonous. My parents got poisonous. on to me for
0: trying helium without no, asking. I
1: did ask. I did ask your mother's permission. <laughs> okay, okay. In, so we're good.
0: We're all good now. So
1: I'll let you crack that open, and give it a taste, and see what you think.
0: The noise of opening can. Strong, 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 but I have to get another drink. It doesn't
1: have the uh, the twenty one or twenty three flavors that Dr Pepper claims to have, but that's like a classic. It's good, it's good. Okay, so it's really strong, but it's good. You've tasted Coke
0: now, yeah.
1: So I also brought a can of Pepsi for you to try. Now, Pepsi to a lot of people is the exact same thing as Coke. So a lot of people have either an allegiance to drinking Pepsi or an allegiance to drinking Coke. Okay. Some people say they taste the exact same. I don't think they taste the exact same, but I can't necessarily tell a difference between the two. If I were to drink them side by side, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh yeah, that one's Coke or that one's Pepsi. Okay. My wife can She'll be like, oh, that's easily Pepsi. That's so easily try Coke. it. So now it's your turn to try Pepsi and see what you think about Pepsi.
0: The two Let, me classic, get Let me get another drink of Coke so the I Two
1: classic American sodas, right?
0: That's good though. The Coke's good. Okay. they taste the same there it is you heard it they first they taste the same they taste the same Team like just different colors they taste the same that's what I'm saying yeah like, I don't I, know how I you can can't really tell it's just a mental a thing if I you can so. they're yeah. crazy
1: so now you now you can say you've tried Coke and Pepsi
0: alright I appreciate you're
1: that you're a true American now I'm gonna have
0: to try Coke at Chick-fil-A see if it's okay. different there you go. try
1: Cherry Coke Cherry Coke that's a game changer yeah because yeah. Dr. Pepper's cherry so it's like a mix yeah I guess so yeah Dr. Pepper's got yeah. all the flavors so.
0: yeah but wait, I have a question for you. Okay. So, bottled, so there's the two liter soda, then there's the bottled one you get like the vending machine mm-hmm. or concessions, and then there's can. Yep. And then there's fountain. Which ones? Like, so this order. Is a good question. I need this order. Is, I, have a, I have a. This is a conversation that I've had with multiple
1: people and discussing. So, I think that each soda is unique on what kind of container yeah. they taste best in. So, I'll take like a Coke, tastes best. If you go to McDonald's and order it from McDonald's, I don't know what it is about McDonald's Coke, but it is the absolute best take, tasting Coke. Dr. Pepper, I only like Dr. Pepper when it comes out of a can. Dr. Pepper, when you get it in a two liter, I think tastes gross and flat. It gets flat. So, yes, fast. Once exactly. You open it, it's flat. Yeah. See? So, I, I don't know what it is within the packaging and what. So, there's certain ones that taste best out of the fountain, there's certain ones that taste best out of a can, and there's certain ones that taste best out of a bottle yeah. and i think they all kind of taste yeah. different depending on what kind of like you get a like i said you get a dr pepper out of the bottle it tastes different than you were to get it on the tap it's like yeah why is that or it's, why does it taste weird. different between just a can and a bottle so um yeah it just it just depends i mean everybody has their own yep. preference i guess but it is kind of weird to think like this is the
0: exact same soda but it definitely it it definitely is
1: different, different.
0: different. so it's a good conversation to have with people around you. Oh, it is. It's a great... And,
1: it's an icebreaker, yeah. for
0: sure. And if you listen to this on Spotify, I can put questions under the episode. So if you guys like want to respond to those, I think there's two episodes that have it so far, and like I can read your replies and post them if I want. So just look for that. That may be the question for this episode. <laughs> it's a good one. It's 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 fun questions I have on there. So... Alright, it's been real on the Finding Nemo podcast. It's been fun. It's been real fun. And we'll be seeing ya.